Hi, I'm Michael Weoffin. And I'm Demetria Wack. Welcome to PolicyWise, a podcast from Youth Leadership Institute in collaboration with California Forward and their Young Leaders Advisory Council, where we challenge assumptions, discuss, and question policy to find out, is this policy wise? Each episode, we invite current and rising policy leaders to discuss current events, social issues, and political topics in order to promote youth voice and establish a model of intergenerational policy discussions. Today, we have a very special episode to end off the craziest year of 2020, where we have on the PolicyWise team. Okay, hey. welcome everyone. Hey. <laughs> everyone. Everyone say hi. Everyone say hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. So good. <laughs> All right, we're going to start us off with Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett, can you tell us about yourself, what you do for the PolicyWise team, and your favorite breakfast food? Oh, geez. Uh, okay. Um, I'm Jarrett. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the editor on the PolicyWise, so... I pick all the music, I edit the sound, I edit the episodes, that sort of thing. Uh, and I did like the logo too. So I don't know, just like, yeah, part of the team. Uh, and my favorite breakfast item, breakfast is my favorite thing. Uh, so probably a breakfast sandwich, uh, but also toaster strudel, maybe Pop-Tarts, maybe Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And why don't you, why don't you popcorn it over? Yeah. Uh, Abby, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Abby. I use she, her pronouns, and I make the social media graphics for PolicyWise. And my favorite breakfast? Okay. Um, I'm, like, pretty bougie, not gonna lie. So I love a good avocado with, like, some garlic salt. That's so good. Or, like, if you want to be extra bougie, you can, like, put it on bread. But, yeah, that's probably my go-to if I have the opportunity. And I'll. Pa- Are you putting a poached egg? A poached egg on there? That's like too much effort for me in the morning. <laughs> but if someone were to do that for me, I would enjoy it, you know? She really hit us with the avocado toast, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, not to be so California, but... <laughs> um, no shame, no Tim. shame. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. He, him pronouns. Uh, and I work for YLI. And I get to be in the front row watching the Policy Wise podcast fly every week, which is the best. Um, you know what? My favorite, my apps, I don't make it very often, but the best, the best breakfast that can happen is a delicious breakfast burrito. Mm. I could not agree more. You got to get some eggs in there. You mm-hmm. got to get some. I mean, listen, you can go chorizo or you can go ham. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is you just need a breakfast burrito. That is the best possible thing. You can get a chorizo? Oh. I liked everything that Abby and Jared said, too. Say, you can have chorizo? <laughs> Tim, it's so good. Tim, you're about to bring up an age-old argument. <laughs> in <I>, our <laughs> office. Yeah. yeah. We, I also do like breakfast. I've been making a lot of breakfast sandwiches. So, I mean, I just think that there's something about breakfast burritos. you got to run and grab one from your favorite spot with, the, with your friends. Mm. Oh, hit the road, road trip time. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, it's so good. There was like an old, with one of our old offices at the No, there was like this this argument that started about which is better, sandwiches or burritos. And I'm not kidding. This, 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 this like topic, like it like took years. Like, like I, st- I think burritos won in the end, but, but like. The correct answer is tacos. Oh, and then there's that, yeah. <laughs> but but is is a taco a sandwich? 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah, is it a wrap? We're gonna start this. Okay, first the chicken or the egg. I feel like a tacos, tacos closer to toast. You know, it's just a single. Yeah, it's like an open face <laughs> sandwich. That's yeah. Okay, well, you know, really quickly, I feel like you all undersold yourself a lot. Um, so I think Michael and I should just tee tee everyone up like a little bit more. Um, basically, Abby does like every single week that you see anything come out policy wise on any of our social medias. Abby's created it. She's also like a huge part of the brains behind the operation of like developing everything and providing extra input. Um, Tim is here every single week, like keeping us in order and making sure that we're all on track every single day. And also just like keeping us motivated and excited about doing this. Um, not that we aren't, but like in a, in a sense that like really believing in us uh, like every single week. And then Jarrett literally makes us look good. Like if you heard the uncut version of every single episode, <laughs> you probably would never listen to a second episode. <laughs> Jarrett makes us like Jarrett does like everything. So um, all the audio, anything that you could like possibly think of that's going on into what you're actually listening to Jared's Jared's done it. Did I undersell that enough? <laughs> okay. I was, I was just going to add on to what you're saying. Um, without these people, this, this podcast would just not exist. Um, just straight up. And so, you know, Jared's there for literally every single episode we've ever recorded. Um, and, and they're helping us out, giving us tips um, on the, the background and sidelines. Tim has these um, these beautiful emails that only the PolicyWise team knows of, um, in which literally outlines everything we need to do because, you know, it, it's hard to keep track of. And Tim does a great job of that. And then um, Abby is the person behind the person. Like every time you see you see something mm-hmm. really out there that the face of PolicyWise on social media um, we're, we might be the voice of policy wise, Demi and I, but, but really the, the look, the look and feel is, is, is really the, the work of Abby and Jarrett together. So I'll, I'll take this moment and say, thank you all. Um, but we'll move on to our first question for everyone, um, in this conversation, what has been your favorite policy wise moment so far? This is a tough one and I'm still thinking about my answer, so I'm not going to start. Um, but Abby, do you have an answer for us? Um, I think this is also a tough question for me, but I think one of my favorite moments was, um, so we've had like a couple brainstorming sessions where really it's just thinking about like the mission and purpose of PolicyWise as a podcast, um, but also like the goals of PolicyWise. Um, And this is like my first time ever working on a podcast. And so those conversations have always been really interesting. And I think in particular, the first conversation we had um, where it was really broad. It was kind of just like, really just like spitballing, what are your basic like goals with this? And just the conversation that came out of that, I feel like was one so like joyful and like we laughed so much and all that good stuff. But also um, it really just made me think about like the role that like um, having good intentions should have in everything you do like thinking about not just we want to create a podcast because it's going to spark really cool conversations or whatever but thinking about like the impact that those conversations are going to have or the impact that y'all want those conversations to have that was a really interesting conversation for me to be a part of because who wants to follow that up that was a great answer abby i uh i mean abby that was a good one that is a tough one to follow i have a really specific moment that i loved a lot and there's a lot of things I love about policy-wise. It's one of my favorite things of 2020. But I think the thing that I love is when Jarrett sent over the first cut of Dr. Weber's episode. 
So for every, you know, for oh, everybody yeah. at home, a little behind the, behind the, uh, behind the scene action, we recorded like three or four episodes before we ever released anything. And we were really finding our feet, right? Like we were figuring out our mics, we were figuring out our levels, we were figuring out the sound. And the Dr. Weber episode was one of the, I think it was like the fourth one that we recorded, but it was the second one we released. And mm-hmm. when Jarrett sent over the cut, the first draft, he had found some, um, this amazing audio of Dr. Weber speaking at a um, rally, I think in Sacramento. And so he like enter, like he edited in these, he sliced that up, that tape up and put it into Dr. Weber's introduction. And it had so much energy with the music and like her speaking, like pumping up all these activists out at, out at um, the state Capitol in Sacramento. And I was like, Oh, that is the sound we want. Like energy, youthful, some creativity. And then it just sets up Demi and Michael to have this really, I think really awesome conversation with Dr. Weber. There's a lot of moments to love, but that's, that one stood out as like, oh, this is like what's possible here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's was a, a good moment. one. There's a lot for me. I mean. Jarrett has all the insides. <laughs> yeah. Jarrett, you have the name policy wise. You should say that. Oh, yeah, that's true too. I forgot about that. I have a lot of favorite moments and it changes um, depending on the episode uh, pretty much. I think it updates every time. Actually, we, my we new, yeah, well, my okay. current new favorite episode or like moment is Nick's episode. I really, really like it. And I think after I got some feedback about like uh, what's working and what's not working from like some people who had been listening since the beginning, you know, and, and that's cool too, knowing that we have like people who have continued to listen. And I really appreciate that. But now I don't know, it, it changed the way that I want to do it, you know, and I'm, and, and yeah, so I'm just excited about newer episodes you know I'm, I'm sitting here and i'm having such a hard time picking out one moment so if y'all don't mind just me touching on a couple little ones so yeah go for it the first <laughs> one i have to bring up is like the genesis of policy wise like before we even knew policy wise it was demi and my first conversation like when we were just like hey you want to do a podcast like that that first <laughs> Like when we were just literally throw, I mean, our ideas, now that I look back, I'm like, wow, what were we thinking? But like <laughs> some of them really came out great. And then some of them like definitely ended up in the trash. Uh, so that was one of the the great moments. The second one, I think, was when we all came together for the first time and we didn't really know each other that well. Like I'd worked with Tim. I never met Abby. I never met Jarrett. But we're, we're sitting here on this call and we're just like, okay, so... So, so we're the ones to make this podcast. And, and so, <laughs> so where do we start? Like, what do we do? And it, it, you know, the ball started rolling and it, and it turned into what we see now is policy wise. Um, the next moment I have to bring up because it is literally one of my favorite policy wise moments um, was after we recorded, I think it was the first episode or might've been the first two episodes and Jarrett pointed out our, like our verbal tics. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> And I was laughing so like I literally laugh about it till this day <laughs> when I remember that moment of just like both of us and how we do these things that are so specific to our verbal just like I don't know our, our verbal habits <laughs> and how he has to listen to it and like edit it out and how he could pick it up. I just think it's hilarious and, and awesome and I I'm literally laughing about it right now. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks all for indulging me. Demi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
since uh, I'm last, I have had time to think of a couple as well. So the first is uh, the first, like, I think it was our first episode. I don't, it was with Ellie and Grant and um, they were just like talking to each other and it was just like, just like this connection happening over Zoom, um, which is just exciting in general these days. Uh, it was just like nice to see that all kind of like working out and being like, wow, like, you know, this happened. Like we created this, like we created the space and like um, it's like kind of working. And, and like, I I know, I hope they're still talking to this day because it seemed like this could be like a really cool, cool connection. Um, so, so that was really great. Uh, and then the other thing that I really enjoyed was just like, and still to this day is like, Michael and I re-recording the same things over and over and over again. Like every single intro Michael and I have done like 90 times. Um, and every single time it's like, we just know now, like going into it is like, it's gonna, we're gonna mess up like four times uh, before we actually get like a decent one. So that's really nice. Um, and then, yeah, just like, just getting to the talk to the team every single time, which I think is like a really good feeling just because I was so nervous for like the first like four or five episodes. Uh, first, well, how many episodes we have first, like nine episodes <laughs> um but like now it's like it's actually kind of fun like I look forward to to recording I look forward to these every single time so that's that's always really good um so now that we know what we did like what are we all looking forward to during 2020 for policy wise and let's start it off with Jared I'm looking forward to who we talk to right like I feel like now we're still so small. We're such a small operation, you know what I mean? But I do think that we're getting traction and we're getting listeners. And like, we've already gotten some like pretty awesome guests, like 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 Dr. Weber, for instance, or um, Jacqueline, which was an awesome interview too. Probably another one of my favorite moments. Um, so like, I'm curious to see who we can get next now that we're just sort of, I, I think our plan, our the whole team's plan, we have this conversation where we're just kind of going to go for broke and just ask whoever we want to like try and get on here and i'm very excited to see who we get to, to, uh, to talk to us i don't want to like start dropping names because like i don't want to promise something and then like listeners are like oh i hope they're coming and then they never do but you know we'll see what happens what about you tim for 2021 in terms of policy wise i am looking forward to um two things i think jared you you hit a good one with all the amazing people we're going to talk to I'm looking forward to continuing to listen to Michael and Demi have really good conversations and to find their continue to find their like footing as hosts. That's like not an easy task and y'all are really coming along on it. Um, and I think the more we let you two have really smart conversations, the better off we're going to be. And then the second thing is, um, you know, I'm looking forward to build some media partners. I'm trying to figure out, you know, I think all of us together are really trying to figure out how we can have that maximum impact. Um, I think that we are really committed to and confident we can have really good conversations. And my kind of like what I'm looking forward to is thinking about where we can wiggle those conversations into, right? Where can we, where can we sneak into some, some new listener ears and make our way, I think, into um, a place where we're having even greater impacts. And that's exciting because I think we're going to do it. What about you, Demi? What are you looking forward to? I think what I'm most looking forward to is just getting feedback from our listeners. I think that's like my main goal at this point, as well as just like 
biggest interest is like how can we improve um how can we provide a platform for youth in a better way as well as you know provide something interesting um to listen to and you know help everyone kind of get to a place where they're interested in policy but also like learning so much every time they they come on um so so that's what i'm like most excited about uh and i guess we can get to that later but like just like a little sneak peek we're going to be releasing a survey uh here soon so that you can all uh, provide your feedback and uh, i'm really excited for that so popcorn michael everybody now i'm starting to realize um what it's like to go last because people steal the good stuff uh, I'm really excited for new guests. I'm really excited to to get feedback from uh, the policy wise community. Um, I think I think something I'm looking forward to that that hasn't been brought up yet. Um, two things: one, to really get to know the policy wise community um, a little bit more, and and then the second one is that there's a lot of good fun stuff happening in 2021 that we get to talk about. Um, you know, we're just starting to get vaccines rolled out. Um, there's going to be a lot of new elected officials taking office, um, some of the youngest ones, some of the most diverse. Um, you know, there's there's been so much that, that has happened in 2020 that I think 2021 um, is going to try to either reconcile um, or build off of, hopefully, hopefully reconcile and hopefully build off of, you know, some of the good stuff that, that started to shine through. Um, and, and as Jarrett kind of mentioned, you know, we, we have some good ideas in the works. And so I'm just really excited to get to execute those and, and see how, how it kind of builds off. Uh, Abby, what are you, what are you excited for? Um, pretty much seconding everything that everyone has said. Um, and I think I'm also excited to grow, um, the policy wise, like social media community and really, um, capitalize on that. Um, and I think on like what Jarrett was talking about, like it would be awesome if we could use social media as a tool to like bring on guests to find folks who are interested in being on policy wise. Um, and then also like I'm just like a listener of policy wise too. Like I listen to every episode. So I'm excited for um, the episodes that are going to come out in 2021 um, that are going to like address a lot of the things that Michael was talking about. So let's do something a little different. I'll take over for question asking for a second. Uh-oh. So uh, Demi and Michael, uh, which one of you would win in a game of spoons? And maybe someone can explain the rules of spoons for people who maybe don't know. Yeah, I'll take that. And I'll also take the, the, the W. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, the way that spoons is played is... Um, there's spoons in the middle of the table. Everyone has cards on the outside. Each person has uh, four cards to begin with, and there's a dealer. You have to only have four cards at a time, and you're passing cards around until you get all of the same suit. In your, or no, all the same number in your hand. Um, or like, or, you know, card. Oh, gosh. Um, and uh, so, you know, you want like four aces, four kings, four queens. Um, and uh, then you pass it around, and the winner is whoever gets all four first. And since there's a game with two, it's only two of us playing at a time. Um, then it's whoever gets the first one. Uh, there's more tactical information, and we'll we'll list those in the comments. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link to a YouTube video for spoons. Thanks, so I, I, I really put um, that in there. Thanks, Jay. No, I was I was just gonna say that that you wouldn't win. That's that's all I was gonna say. <laughs> um, I used to well, play a lot in like middle yeah. school. It's it's over, Demi. This it's natural now. It happens in my dreams. 
<laughs> See, that's that's fair. But because there's only two players, I think we just have to recognize the fact that it's actually left to luck completely in this game or whoever's dealer. And considering that um, I'm the one who makes the scripts for the episodes, usually like I started off, I have a feeling that I would also start off the game of spoons. And so I would also start off having the hand and like I would I would obviously be the dealer. And then therefore, like I would get the I would get the cards first. And so I would I would probably win. Um, I don't know. It's just the fact. I did not expect you to come for the jugular like that. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either when it came out. <laughs> so so what I heard was that you would stack the deck in your favor. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's what I took away from that. Okay, I'll, I'll forfeit that. I can't even come up with a response uh, that would beat that. Would beat that. <laughs> you you got this one, Demi. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. I think we should do one more, one more little fun question. Yeah? Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Um, if you had a billboard on the LA freeway with a quote, what would that quote be? And it and it has to be like like you know cited by you. So it would be like Demi Wax quote. Listen to policy wise. <laughs> Tim <one>. Haydock. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. He got well done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You gotta always be. Uh, what? Promoting? Promoting. Always be promoting. <laughs> I'm having a hard time thinking of a quote. So Tim, you know, <laughs> that's the winner right there. That has to be. I don't know. I think I feel like Abby's got something. It's gonna come out all nice too on that mic. I know. Y'all can't see this, but she has this ridiculously nice mic. This is so nice. But they can hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, wait, so this is supposed to be like a quote that, like our own quote that we, from us. Yeah. Or, or cite your sources. APA. Why'd you choose APA? APA, I know! That was my favorite APA. detail. No one, <laughs> no, no one uses the other one anymore. <laughs> MLA, that's the other one. Dang, I was using Turabian, which was like adopted from Chicago. Bro, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. Chicago Turab Turabian. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Dang. Did, is that old too? What? I've never heard of it. I've never heard of that in my life. That's a made up word. No, check this. I'll send the link right now. This is this is the exact one I had. I'm going to cover up the, the date. It, it sounds like an Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Temple of Turabian. Kate, Kate Turabian from Chicago. Oh, wow. That's a crazy link right there that I sent. Oh, that yeah. is a, that's um, what I That's not real. <laughs> put, that, put that in the sources, too. <laughs> but that's fine. If we want to use APA, that's fine. Just a lot of nothing. I didn't sign Do off on APA. we not use classic MLA anymore? <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm looking for in 2021. We're going to come out with our own policy-wise style guide. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Abby. We totally stole your thing. Um, I don't know. I would probably, following Tim's lead, I would probably do follow YLI Institute on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just got a plug. Always branding, you know. Always be plugging. <laughs> All right, Garrett. Man, I don't. Uh -huh. Well, see, now I feel like I have to plug something, right? <laughs> like, right. Like, uh... Come on, none of you guys like think about like if I ever get famous one day, like I'm gonna say this quote. Maybe not. Of <laughs> course, Maybe I mean not. I have my uh, my own, but like I know we all do this. We all do this. <laughs> uh, this is weird. 
I could tell you what I want on my headstone. <laughs> I have yeah, that. I've had ahead. this. I've had this plan since like I was fifteen. Uh, I want my journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, dear diary. Um, no, I want it to say all great men are dead, and I'm not feeling well, and, and that. <laughs> I don't want any any year or anything. I just want it to be a cryptic gravestone, and yeah, and I'm not a, feeling well. Yep. That is so good. <laughs> that is good. It's a pretty good one. Let's let's think our audience are all gonna take that now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's okay. All three million of them listeners. Yeah, all, <laughs> all four. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's more of you. <laughs> I, w I was thinking, you know, like off of the spirit. I don't know. Okay, y'all, I'm still, and I went on a Twitter rant last night. Not a rant, but like I tweeted a few times. I'm I'm really pissed about that stimulus package. Always I, be plugging. I, oh, tell yeah. the people. Tell the tell the people where to find your Twitter rants. Oh, you right. At weafe to weafe at w i w i a f e two the number two. W I A F E, Michael Weafe. Thank you. Thanks for the tip, Tim. Um, Tim, Tim. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was like going on a low key rant about the stimulus package. Um, so I think I would probably say never take your vote for granted ever again, because like, not not to get too serious for a moment, but really, if if the coalition, if people had figured out how serious things were in 2018 and 2016 instead of 2020. Like, think about how different of a place we would be. Mm. So, like, I it, it honestly, like, like if, if I were to go back in time, like five years, I would literally be like, y'all, please. And if I will, I'm outing myself that I almost didn't vote in 2016 too. Cause I was like, what's the point? Clinton's gonna win. Like, come on, doesn't even matter. Like I was a freshman in college. I like, it was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever politics, even though that was my major, like, <laughs> I was still just like, yeah, yeah, whatever people are going to do what they're going to do. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, yo, we literally like signed our own contract back mm -hmm. then. Um, not not only, you know, with some of the stuff that happened, but some of the negotiations that happened and the key people like they just straight up wouldn't have been there. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm just reflecting on all that uh, and, and seeing how, you know, how different things could have been and how honestly our generation is never going to take a vote for granted again because of how much like even you know uh adult dependent uh adult dependents don't get stimulus like won't get the 600 meaning mm -hmm. if you're a student and you lived at home you're not like anyway my rant's over thank you for for coming tonight to talk and i'm gonna get off the sofa no that's that's really good no i'm with you i just don't know if that's all gonna fit on a billboard check it out every episode michael you you you've gone into a moment like that where you just like break down something it's like how you see it and stuff i've been calling them michael moments secretly because, <laughs> because i love alliteration uh so yeah uh, anyone who's listened i think from the beginning can recognize the michael moment now yeah, these are the things that Jarrett will pick up like, <laughs> <laughs> there there will be a point every episode where i get passionate enough to go on a rant and and just like you know seen it happen Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, because now I'm gonna listen for every episode and be like, where's the Michael moment? Right. Yeah. But we need it. It's 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 not a complete episode until we get it. And we need, you know, every every episode needs a Michael moment and then like a quick demi like joke. That yeah. Kind of like speeds <laughs> over. Sometimes people catch it, sometimes they don't. It's so good. Uh 
That sorry. And you just gotta catch up. I'm like laughing on mute. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, you know, do we want to do we want to wrap it up with a with a you know more serious tone question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do we? Are we? Are Let's we ready? Do it. We're ready. I'm. I'm. I'm so I'm warmed up. Cool, cool. So looking out broadly into what's set for 2021, we already talked about what we're excited about. Um, I already mentioned that there's some really exciting, like actual policy government, you know, stuff, stuff happening. Um, the COVID vaccine, possible reopening of, of the U.S. and the world, a new federal administration, a Senate battle in Georgia. What are you looking forward to policy wise? You see what I did there? <laughs> Oh, I had to, I had to. <laughs> he said the thing. Well, I think just in general, um, seeing the Biden administration in action is going to be really interesting because um, Trump was elected my uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. And like previous to that, like I wasn't really that politically involved or like educated or anything. And so like in most of my like, um, political awareness has been while Trump has been in president. And so I, I like, it's weird for me to think about someone who I see, like, obviously Biden is probably wouldn't have been my first choice if there had been other more progressive candidates, but like, it's going to be interesting to, um, have someone in office who is kind of like an ally or who is at least not like, I feel like my direct opposition, um, so that's going to be really exciting. And then also I think just, um, seeing if the uprisings of this past summer have, if, if the, if the folks on the ground are listened to and if their needs are listened to, um, and just like long-term impacts that, um, the movement might have, that'll be really, um, amazing and interesting to see play out in 2021, especially as we all kind of get out of COVID the, with the vaccine and everything. That was a great point, Abby. And like, I'm so excited to see what the people who learn their political awareness during like Trump, because I, I think, I don't know, for me, it was Obama. So when, when Trump came out, it was kind of like, what's he doing? Like what, you know, like what, like what's going on here? Um, so yeah, that's that's really exciting. That's all I want to say. Um, for me, if, if I can follow that up, um, I'm really excited. Like all the other stuff is really exciting. Don't get me wrong, but I think the one thing nobody's kind of like talking about is with the end of 2020, the election of 2020. Um, every elected official is now looking at 2022 as like the next battle. And so I'm really curious what's going to shape up for politics as we lead up to 2022. I know that there's a, a recall Gavin Newsom campaign that's that's trying to ramp up um, here in California. Um, and so we're going to see how that plays out. Um, but he also has very strong support, according to polling. And so, you know, will polling hold true in California? All that, you know, there's so many big questions from 2020 that I think went unanswered. And I think 2022 is going to be um, is going to be when, when it gets answered. And so I'm really curious to see how people's actions change, um, when they're, you know, let's say senators are, are going to be on the reelection now, instead of kind of being on the backseat and doing whatever they want. Um, California, 
executive elections are going to be back. We have to, oh, how did I even forget? Um, I'm really excited to see who Newsom is going to appoint to replace Kamala Harris um, and uh, um, Becerra. I'm trying to remember his first name. I, how did I forget? Anyway, how he's going to, I'm really excited to see how Newsom is going to um, uh, replace uh, Kamala Harris and the attorney general. Um, because I think that that's going to really change California politics a little bit and, and will have pretty strong federal implications. Um, I can go. I'm looking forward to similar stuff, but I'm kind of mostly looking forward to seeing how how the media changes next year. Right. Uh, with the end of Don- the, the end of the beginning of Donald Trump's presidency has been one of confusion and just like shouting and like it just suddenly the news was super pop culture to me it was like entertainment more than it was it information right and like that's not new that's not this like grand observation right but like like it just was and without him being the center of like like washington dc in our political world like i'm just curious is the news going to be boring again like is that the angle they're going to go for or, or is it going to stay how how do you how do you keep that sensationalized like media entertainment without your ringleader right and so I do, it's not like i think he's going away or anything i'm pretty sure he's gonna do his own media thing i mean that's that's what people think and i, and I know he's not just gonna like disappear from the headlines or the news or anything right but i'm curious to see what happens next right like how do politicians behave now that now that we've had this world now that we've had this like like this reality tv politician and and people have have definitely like shaped themselves like politicians have like shaped themselves to like emulate his his exact like like public persona you know so so yeah i'm just kind of curious what happens next i'm right there with you it's a good point i think i mean there's a lot of things that i'm you know um keeping my eye on and thinking about i think the kind of most immediate one is um, what will happen with the promised, you know, next early Biden administration stimulus package, particularly the way that um, the kind of um, big federal dollars being injected into local governments. I think that um, what we have seen um, with the CARES package that local governments um, received is that um, they were more responsive to people's needs, like in certain places, um, you know, offering straight up cash aid for, for rent support um, or directing, you know, big chunks of money to youth jobs programs or um, culturally competent mental health resources. So I'm really interested to see um, right away the the kind of trajectory so that the recovery from COVID can be and the economic fallout from COVID can be a just one. I mean, we have a lot of work to do. A recovery is not um, guaranteed to be just in any way. And in fact, we have a pretty bad track record of recoveries being just. And so I'm really curious, like what, um, uh, how much and kind of like the, 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 what the total package will look like so that we see local governments really being able, I think, to um, come up with creative solutions um, for those that are most impacted um, in the new year with some, you know, with whatever the Biden stimulus package will be early on. So that's something that I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye on and thinking about. Yeah, first, I think those are all like all things that I'm I'm very interested in and exciting and I'm happy everyone highlighted. Um, just in like a personal sense, 
I'm, you know, really interested in international stuff. Um, that's, you know, that's what I'm sitting at school and definitely been on my mind a lot. And I think one really important thing that's happened during, you know, this last year is so many issues that were already going on finally got like highlighted. Um, and we talked about some of them, I think already, but I'm excited to see what actually happens with, you know, racial, financial, gender problems that have just been exacerbated during the pandemic um, and how they're actually dealt with by policymakers. You know, are people coming to a point where they're so overwhelmed by everything that's going on where policymakers are just to become apathetic and just be like, you know, there's too many problems. We're just going to kind of go back to normal. Or are we finally going to see a big switch in how we tackle issues and see a big change to to the way in which, you know, we deal with these bigger systemic issues? Uh, and that's what I would love to see policymakers do is to to really tackle like the root causes of issues both on in the sense of you know localized issues um but also bigger grander scale like local statewide federal but also like international issues like i want to see you know big climate change things happening i want to see big efforts to understand international development big efforts to understand the way in which you know racial inequities are affecting communities all around. Um, and I'd like to see the United States in particular take a stance in global issues that sees themselves as part of the globe, not in a way in which, like, it's not like the United States and then the world. It's like, no, we're part of, we're part of this world. And we have, like, not only a responsibility, but, like, a humble position within this global society. Um, so that's what I'm really excited for. Uh, we'll see what happens. I have hope. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I'm excited to to see the way in which young folks look at those different issues and highlight those issues for our policymakers as well. That was dope. That was dope. I mean, I think everybody's responses were on point. Are there any Are there any other questions y'all want to ask? Uh, can I ask the audience something? Ooh. Yeah, nice. Yeah, is that cool? Uh, what's your favorite episode? No, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Like, I want to know what's so... I'll, I'll be straight up. I, I personally have never worked consistently on a podcast, right? Like, I've done little podcasts. I've done little episodes. Like, I've helped other people, like, with their things before, for sure. But this is, like, the first one, for sure, that, like, you know... This is a thing we're all we're all helming and like and doing and trying to make better. And so, like, I really do want to know what you, you all think, you know, the audience. Like, what's working for you in terms of like the content that we're making, in terms of the guests we're having, in terms of like I don't know, even the vibe, like the music and stuff. Like, are, were there was there a moment where you were like, "Dang, I can't wait to see what else this team comes up with." You know what I mean? And so, I'm really curious about that. And I know I'm gonna segue that uh, Demi has come up with a little survey for us. Okay, yeah, so in collaboration with the whole team, we've come up with some questions that we were hoping the audience could help us answer. And basically, it's just an attempt for us to understand how we can best serve you all and, you know, create a platform which you all appreciate and enjoy and learn from. Please check it out. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode as well. It's been really fun. Let us know if you like it and have a happy holidays. Engage with us on the media. See you in 21. Thank you, everyone. Always be plugging. Always. Oh, that's right. Uh, at Demi Dash Whack. Oh, Demi underscore Whack on Instagram. That's what my billboard would say. <laughs> Didn't even know her own name. <laughs> 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 okay.
and now our audience knows that I don't control the social media at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. See ya. Thank you. Boom. This was a podcast recording of PolicyWise. We are your hosts, Michael and Demi. PolicyWise is a production of Youth Leadership Institute in partnership with California Ford and their Young Leaders Advisory Council. Jared Amonos produced this episode and the music was created by Ian Post and sourced from artistlist.io. If you want to find more great youth content, check out YLI.org and be sure to subscribe to PolicyWise on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. It really helps. To discuss this episode, engage with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PolicyWisePod and hashtag your discussion with hashtag PolicyWise. See you next time for more youth voice and policy discussion on PolicyWise.